Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Rewind. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Rewind. I'm George Kurtz in for Scott Angle this Sunday night. Joined, as always, by Jim Day, the Fantasy Taz. Going over, well, not so much Week 17 action. Season's over here, so we're talking about a little bit of everything. But first, do you want to be the next Daily Fantasy Legend? Try DailyRoto.com for free this holiday season. That's right, free advice from the Fantasy Pros. Free NBA DFS projections, free optimizer access, and free everything else you need to dominate Daily fantasy basketball this holiday season. Stuff your stockings with cold, hard cash and get free access to Daily Roto with the promo code Dr. Holidays. That's D R H O L I D A Y S to access your free trial. That is dailyroto.com, promo D R H O L I D A S, Dr. Holidays. Jim, are you a basketball guy? Not really. A um, little bit here or there, but uh, been a Knicks fan all my life and. Kind of hard to follow them, although they do have some young, good, young, decent talent for change. I'm not a basketball guy either. You, you probably know more about it than I do. I, I would assume. Uh, I'm, I am a hockey guy, and you're not a hockey guy either. No, my wife is the hockey guy in the family. <laughs> All right, one out of two is not she bad. I'll hockey. take that. <laughs> and what, what's our favorite team? Rangers, this one. She's a Devils. She's a Devils fan. Devils. Okay, yeah. you do live in Jersey. All right, I'm, I'm an Islander guy. Uh, there and uh, oh, I'm oh, baseball. So year. I'm so sorry. Leave me alone. Don't don't start with me. Okay, you got me. Uh, Jerry Jones, saying, Jason sorry. Garrett. <laughs> now the Islanders. No, it's it's just uh. Hey, Can't I was actually playing pretty well this bad season. Bad teams. Cardano right now has got the red phone. By the way, calling Yang. Get them to stop talking about hockey. <laughs> I, can, I can see that right now. Uh, and you are uh, you're you're uh, sort of a baseball guy, right? Met fan, I believe. Uh, it, it, it's been a while since I played fantasy baseball, but I, I'm going to get back into it this year. Nice, nice. I, uh, I'm a big baseball guy. Uh, just going over the fantasy sports in general here. That touchdown, by the way, was Andrew Luck to Eric Ebron. Colts, uh, Luck is picking him apart. He's not having any problems going up and down the field here, and they're eating a lot of time as they do it. So, uh, so wait, so here, here. this is a great, great point and segue. And, and, you know, we've been talking about different players and what their value may be next year. What's your value for Eric Ebron next year? Well, the problem is Jack Doyle's still there, right? I mean, uh, yeah, that is the problem. That's going to be an issue. But Ebron, if you're a Detroit Lions fan, are you throwing up in your mouth every time you see him? <laughs> well, I mean, every well, time. <laughs> um, they just didn't use him correctly, obviously. I mean, you know, he comes to Indianapolis and all of a sudden he's having this monster season. Um, you know, what does he have? 14 total touchdowns so far on the year with this one tonight. So, it's you know, crazy. Best best season he's ever had by far, um, you know, and 
I guess a lot of that is just that Detroit just didn't use him correctly. And, you know, he's, he's shown that he could be used in many different ways, and that's exactly what's happening now. Uh, I I liked him coming into the season because, you know, he didn't finish last year very terribly. He was had pretty decent numbers last year, um, you know, not not terrible, especially when you're talking about tight ends, you know, outside of the top three or four, everybody else is a crapshoot. But he, he has really come up big this year. It's going to be interesting to see where he goes in drafts next year. Like you said, because everybody's still going to be worried about Jack Doyle. A good friend of mine. As a Detroit Lions fan. Believe it or not, I, have, I know a Lions fan. Tough to find that in New York. Uh, but he's always been a Lions fan, so I've known him, known him forever. Uh, I have no idea how this happened. How does one become a Lions fan in New York? Uh, I guess Billy Sims. Who, do, who knows? But uh, I went out to dinner with him a couple of weeks back, and he was flipping out about Ebron. He was not happy whatsoever. Uh, a lot of, a lot of four, uh, four little words came out of his mouth. But then again, he's not someone I would call completely normal either. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Ebron, with Doyle there, I mean... Because Doyle, I mean, Doyle's been hurt for most of this season with one injury or another. And I gave Ebron the chance. So it's going to be, uh, I think I, I was I would certainly draft Ebron next year. But it would be a situation where I'd probably have to draft another tight end, not Doyle. I wouldn't want both on the same team just to cover myself in case Doyle ends up taking over that job again. But after the, after the season Ebron had, I mean, Luck loves throwing to him, especially in the, uh, the red zone. It's going to be hard to assume that Doyle gets that job back. But, uh... I will be somewhat wary, yes. Okay. Well, here's a couple of thoughts for you. First of all, um, today, of course, Travis Kelsey broke the the record for most uh, receiving yards for a tight end, uh, got up to 1,336 for the season, passed uh, Gronkowski's record of a few years ago, I think 2012, I think. I'm not exactly sure. Um, and he got to live with that record for, what, about an hour? Before George Kittle came in and said, uh-uh, not so quick, Mr. Kelsey. And you think I'll take that back with a 149-yard effort today against the Rams. Ended up with 1,377 yards. What a season by Kittle. Absolutely. And you think about it, what's even more impressive for Kittle is there's no one else there. And he's done it with second and third string quarterbacks for most of the season. I mean, you would think defense would just take him away and force him, you know, force Mullins or Beathard or even Garoppolo was there to throw the ball to Goodwin or anybody else, really anybody else but Kittle. But a fantastic season going on there uh, with George Kittle. And he's probably, well, I shouldn't say probably, he's, who would you take over besides Elsay and Kurt? Elsay. How about Ertz and Kelsey? Elsay. Elsay. <laughs> um, listen, I got young guys. Damn, autocorrect. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right? So besides Ertz and Kelsey, any other tight end you take over Kittle next year? No, no way. Not after this season. He, he, he's been indestructible. He's on the field every game. Uh, he's had a couple of small games, but for the most part, he's been, you know, the one of the most consistent tight ends all year um, easily. So I, I, think, I think this kid has really laid himself in there. Now, people still take, you know, Kelsey and Ertz early in the drafts. I want to see where they do take Kittle. Uh, because, you know, we've seen the heartaches of waiting on tight ends this year. So I know a lot of, lot more people are going to be willing to take uh, at least Kelsey and Ertz right away next year's draft. I have to assume that Kittle goes right in that same category, second, third round pick. You make a great point. Tight end was a, was a dumpster fire this year, right? It was, it was a killer. All the injuries that destroyed the position. And you do wonder, 
You said Ertz and Kelsey were already going early, so they'll they'll continue to go early. Will people put Kittle in that class because of how great a season he had and because of the dearth of the position, or will they be like, oh, you know, one year wonder? I want to see him do it again. That will be something curious uh, to look at next season. I think Kittle is, as you said, I am a number three as well. Uh, I'll gladly take him. He, if he's starting for me at tight end, I'm a very happy guy here. Uh, speaking of tight end, let's say Gronk doesn't retire. I think he should, but let's say he doesn't. Uh, what are we doing? Well, it's really going to depend on his health. If he doesn't retire, I, I got to assume that he's getting himself healthy and feels healthy enough to play another season. If that's the case, then, you know, he's still my number four tight end if he's going to be healthy and on the field uh, as long as Brady comes back as well. If the, if not, then that might shift it a little bit. But I don't – if Brady doesn't come back, I, I, I would venture a guess that Gronk doesn't come back. Uh, I just think that he feels tied into that. But if Grady comes back and Gronk can get healthy, I think he'll try and come back. But uh, he definitely, he was beat up this year. There was no doubt about it. Uh, Towards the end of the season, whenever he's out there, and I kept saying this on the frenzy, so I'll just say it here, but he he looked like Refrigerator Perry trying to run routes. Uh, he, he doesn't have I, – I think he's done. I think the injuries have added up, the surgeries, the back, and uh, and I love Gronk. Gronk is my – I may be a Cowboy fan, but Gronk has been my favorite player to watch in the NFL because the man just has way too much fun, way too much fun, yeah. and uh, good for him. And it's a shame, but I think at this point his career is pretty close to done. And, I th- and maybe we should have known this, Jim. Bill Belichick did try and trade him and actually did trade him, and then Gronk said, no, I'll retire first. Maybe we should have known that once Belichick was trying to trade him, that even Belichick could see that the end uh, end was certainly coming quicker than we thought. Yeah, and they got a good young kid that they really like there by the name of Jeff Anderson that I want to see what they decide to do with because, um, you know, that in in town and the beat writers swear that this team loves this kid. The fact that, that, you know, they've been able to move him around in different places and, and try him out that way, and he's such a great practice player. and they want to see what he could do, so it'd be interesting to see how that works out. It would be, uh, but I, I do. Want, I, I feel bad if Gronk is uh, if he's done, but I do wonder if that's uh, if it's time. You know, hey, look, uh, we got a lot more years out of him than they expected when he first came out because the back was an in, you know problem in college. Many people didn't think he'd last even half this long in the NFL. Very true, very true indeed. That well, they didn't here. Uh, all right. Let's look at the playoffs here a little bit. Uh, first round matchup. We'll start with the first game. I believe the first game of the week is going to be uh, the winner of this game against Houston. Be the four thirty game next Saturday. Let's uh, let's just for, for giggles here. Let's go. Let's jinx the Colts. Say the Colts are going to win this game. Colts, Houston, AFC South battle. Who you got? I'm taking the Colts. Um, I don't think Houston's that good. I just don't think that you know they're as good as their record indicates. They had a soft schedule, um, and they made use of it. And you know, kudos for them. You're supposed to make use of that. You don't have control over your schedule. You can only play who they put in front of you. I get all that, uh, but they're just not that good a team. And I just don't think they'll be able to beat the Colts even at home uh, next week. I, I think the Colts would just go in there and you know have their way with them. Again, uh, Colts are a scary team right now. They're one of the few teams that, you know, if I was somebody else, I wouldn't want to play right now. I can't argue with you. Once again, I uh, I would take the Colts as well. I think they're the uh, I think they're the better team. I think you put it perfectly. I don't think anybody is going to be all anxious, all that anxious to play this team. Luck looks as good as he has all season. 
Uh, you know, this is a road. I know that's Blaine Gabbert tonight. I understand that. But they're having no problems with Tennessee tonight. They got the ball back again now, about seven minutes left in the half, still up 14 nothing. Tennessee hasn't been able to move the ball at all. And as you said, Houston, uh, yes, they have, they have a very good defensive line. You know, Clowney, Watt, and themselves. They, those guys could do some damage here, but that's secondary. <laughs> to put it nicely, has issues. I think Luck will have no problem picking them apart again. I think the Indianapolis uh, has the better overall team here as well. So I agree with you. I think uh, I think Indianapolis wins that game as well, even though tough to win uh, back-to-back divisional games on the road, which is what it'll be if they win tonight. But I'm going to agree on a short week. I think uh, I think the Colts get the win here. Now, the night game next Saturday will be Seattle at Dallas. Shocking. Dallas gets the primetime game. Who didn't know that was coming? Uh, Seattle at Dallas. Seattle beat Dallas earlier this season uh, in Seattle. Uh, both teams have changed really pretty drastically since then. Uh, Seattle became more of a running team. Dallas acquired Amari Cooper. Who you got here? Hey, Dallas has been playing good. Uh, no, no doubt they've been playing good football. Defense has been outstanding. A couple of great rookies, Van Der Esch and uh, man, I just dropped the other guy's name in right, right then and there, just before I said it. Uh, I'll think about it in a minute. But some good young talent on the defensive side, uh, playing well. Dak, you know, he, he's too inconsistent. He, he needs to get to be more consistent, and, and that's a little worrisome. The Seattle team, you know, they're running very well. They're going to have a hard time running against Dallas. And, you know, Russell Wilson is not – you know, having a huge year. He's uh, he's put up a, a decent amount of touchdowns, but he, not throwing for a lot of yardage uh, in too many weeks, and that's going to hurt him eventually. And that very well could be the week that it hurts him next week. You didn't make a pick, Jim. Yeah, no, I didn't. I'm trying to figure it out. My, my heart says Seattle, first of all, because I really love Russell Wilson. Been a big fan of his since he, he came into the league. And, of course, I hate the Cowboys, but... Um, <laughs> can't understand why. <laughs> oh, it has nothing to do with the Giants. I, I just hate Jerry Jones. Um, oh, so do I. God. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go with Seattle, although it's a, a tough pick. Uh, I really, I really uh, I haven't looked at the, the any of the spreads if they've even put out early spreads yet on these games. But uh, I, I would venture that you know, I would venture that Dallas is probably going to be maybe four, four and a half point favorite. Uh, I think with that, I think I'd take Seattle. Uh, I think it'll be called lower than that. I don't think Dallas will be four, four and a half. That's a lot. I think it'll be more of two to three, two and a half, three points for Dallas. That being, and it'll be because of the home field. Uh, I think this is a tough game. Generally, when I pick these things, I, I look at the quarterback first. And Russell Wilson has all the experience. He's done it before. Oh, and that generally makes me want to go. Uh, I didn't want to give it away. That's why I said, said oh. Uh, <laughs> Andrew Luck, I don't know what he was thinking. They had this game totally in control. He throws a ball up for grabs, and Tennessee has returned it for a touchdown. Ah, this is exactly what the Titans needed to get back in this game. This is a, uh, just a terrible, terrible decision by Andrew Luck. I don't know what he was thinking. Eat it. You know, you weren't even in the end zone. It wouldn't have even been a uh, wouldn't have been a safety. Said he leaped to throw this ball. It was an easy pick six. Ugh. That's a that's a rookie mistake. You don't you just don't do that. Uh, so it'll be fourteen six extra point pending. Colts to lead in this game. Back to the Cowboys. You know I, I trust Russell Wilson not to make the mistake. I I can't say I trust Dak to, to not make that mistake. I don't know what I'm going to get out of Dak. You don't you just don't know. I think the plays will be there to be made, and I don't know if he can make them. You saw it today in the Giant game. Yeah, they scored thirty six points, uh, and that was fantastic. 
But the easy points he can't make. He had Amari Cooper open. I mean, wide open. I'm oh, talking yeah, wide, wide open. open. <laughs> twice. Not once, but twice. And he missed him badly both times. He's, he's doesn't, he has no touch on a deep throw at all. It's strange. And this has been all season, by the way, if anybody's watched the Cowboys. This is not just today. If you follow me on Twitter, you can hear me bitch about this for most of the year, how Dak just can't, can't, can't hit these guys uh, when they're open deep. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I think they are the slightly better team in the home field is where it gives them the advantage here. But that being said, uh, even if it was straight money uh, on the money line, I, no spread, I wouldn't be betting on this. Uh, no way. Cause I, I think Seattle's right there with them. And I think this is a game of mistakes. And I have a, I have a hard time believing Seattle's going to make more of them. I think Dallas will make more mistakes than Seattle will and have to overcome them. And I just don't know if uh, Dak, you know, if they are trailing in the second half, he can lead them back. You know, I, I just don't trust Dak. I do trust Russell Wilson. And uh, so that's my issue there. If it was in Seattle, I'd have no problem picking Seattle. In Dallas, I'll take the Cowboys. Okay, so here. we've talked about other quarterbacks that, you know, are they or are they not franchise quarterbacks? What's your thought on Dak Prescott? Is he Dallas's quarterback of the future, or should they start to look around otherwise to get somebody more consistent than Dak? <laughs> well, what I think and what Jerry Jones is going to do, two different things. I don't think he is a franchise quarterback. I think he's an average NFL quarterback with some upside to be above average. Not When we say franchise, and I'm thinking the, uh, the Aaron Rodgers, Breeze, Brady, guys who are going to be there for 10 years. I don't know that about Dak. I think right now he's average. He, I don't think he makes plays around him better for the most part. You know, I, I think they win, I don't want to say in spite of him, but they don't win because of him, usually. And I think that's the issue right now. And we're going to year four here. So we should see uh, some progress, and we haven't seen that yet. Well, but he we did will throw see. for 3,800 yards, 22 touchdowns, and only eight interceptions this year. And then he had another six rushing touchdowns. I mean, 28 touchdowns, eight interceptions, not so terrible. No, and we'll have to get back to this after the break. Jim Day, George Kirsch, we'll discuss Dak Prescott after the break. Fantasy Football Rewind returns. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, welcome back. Jim Day, Fantasy Tash, George Kurtz, and for Scott Engel. We are here for the Fantasy Football Rewind. And apparently one good turnover deserves another, as Tennessee has just turned the ball over on a muffed punt deep inside their own territory, within their 10-yard line to the Colts. So the Colts may get that touchdown back here. All right, Jim, we, we, we were talking about Dak Prescott, uh, franchise quarterback. And uh, I, I, I don't have him there uh, as that, as far as somebody who... You know, 10 years, he's going to be great. I'm not saying to get rid of him. not saying that at all. I think, however, if I'm the Cowboys, I'm dra- not in the first round, but I'm, I would draft somebody round four, five-ish, somewhere around there. But I would do that most years with almost any quarterback. Just to always, I always want to have somebody in the pipeline that I'm bringing up there, maybe at the, uh, for two reasons. One, to be a very good backup. Two, maybe if he ends up being very good, you could trade him down the line here. But I always think you should have quarterbacks in the pipeline 
that you can learn your system and help bring along here. I can't argue that. You always want to have young talent behind there, hope for the best and see what they get. And, you know, we, we talk about Eli and how the, the Giants look like they're going to bring him back. And, you know, they they never gave the kid even a chance to, to see what he could do this year. You know, at that point, why draft somebody if you're not even going to see what, what he can do for you? Why is he even on the team? Oh, I agree. I think, I think that was a mistake, especially once the season's over. You know, I have no problem playing your starters when, but once you're eliminated, which the Giants were the past two weeks at least, maybe the past three, don't you want to find out what you have in the kid before you think about, you know, using a first-round pick on a quarterback next year? I mean, uh, I think that would have been smart. But then again, the Giants see him in practice every, year, every week. <laughs> maybe they know what they have. And they know he, uh, he's not the answer. We know that. And they don't want to, uh, you know. Yeah, some players aren't there. practice players and show uh, up on the field. I agree with you. Like I said, you'll get, you'll get no argument uh, from me at all here. That's what I think here. So if you like to wager on sports or never have and would like to try, head on over to BetDSI. They have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of, including sides, totals, and player props, where you can utilize your daily fantasy skills without salary cap constraints. You can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV. Get an edge with live betting at BetDSI, where you can wager virtually any time during a contest capitalizing on in-game action. There are so many ways you can make money. Go to BetDSI and enter the promo code FNTSY18. That's FNTSY18 when signing up to get a 100% bonus deposit match. That's promo code FNTSY18, BetDSI, where players get paid. You know, Jim, I got to tell you, when I do bet, I, I like betting props. I think props are fun. You know, whether it's uh, you know, three and a half catches or something like betting the over, whatever it might be, I enjoy betting props. Yeah, I, I mean, they're a lot of fun. I agree. And, and sometimes I find that the prop bets are, are usually the better bets to me. I agree. I think they're a little easier here. By the way, uh, we're, now we're in a turnover fest here as the uh, Colts have turned the ball back over to the Titans on a fumble. Titans have the ball uh, in their own territory. Uh, my brother, Jim. Uh, now, my brother's a weird guy in the first place. He'd, um, he'll tell you he's a Philadelphia Eagles fan, but he's not. He doesn't care. But he cares about his fantasy teams, and he cares about his betting. So he'll come over to my house sometimes, you know, watch a full Sunday of football, Jim. And, A, he, I, Jim, I have, I have a nice... A nice sectional, leather sectional, it's comfortable. But yet he kneels on the floor next to the coffee table. Next to him, he'll have a beer, a coffee, and a soda. Sometimes he'll get a shake to that, too. It's like a chocolate shake. And you, know, you, don't, you never know which order he's going to drink them in. All right, so that's strange. But he, I have three TVs here, Jim. Three TVs by the fireplace watching three different games. I got my laptop watching the Red Zone channel. So we have lots of things to view here. But he's just watching his laptop. And all he'll tell me is go to the Green Bay game. They're in the Red Zone. You know, someone's gonna, that, that's all I hear from him. He doesn't even watch the TVs. My brother's strange. And to add to the betting, he'll literally have a, so he has a spiral notebook with about 20 to 30 bets, all f- about $5 each, and they're all prop bets. And he's just cu- currently, you know, he's checking them off, seeing how he's doing each one of them. Have you, have you heard anything stranger than this? Well, I've heard lots of things stranger than that, but we won't talk about it on the air. Well, now, now, now you've piqued my curiosity <laughs> as far as strange. But, yeah, I always found – But uh, that being said, I, I like the prop bets. I'm not doing 30 of them, mind you. But uh, I do enjoy doing them because, as you said, I think it's sometimes easier. You know, Tariq Cohen over three and a half catches, I'll, I'll take that. I think he gets that in the first half, more or less uh, the entire game there. So that is something I will go with there as far as, uh, as props and such. 
All right. Although I, so, I will uh, say the biggest the biggest gambling bet I've ever made was on the Ram Kansas City Chiefs game back on mo- that Monday night game. <laughs> yeah, the over. And I I did, and I said it right on the show. I said I, I I wouldn't be at all surprised. I would bet this game if the over was a hundred points. I mean, I want to know. I'm sure people did, but I want to know if anybody had the under because we all bet the over. I mean, every one of us bet the over. I bet the. I mean, not major bucks here, but I, I said. Oh, I did. That, that was the biggest biggest gambling bet I ever made in my life. I don't think it was over. my. I only bet a hundred bucks on it, but uh, I don't think it was the biggest. I don't remember what the biggest was, mind you. But I, I, I don't think I've ever bet more than maybe one two hundred dollars on any one single bet. I generally don't go any higher. Than Usually, that, that was have, my case. It, Two, except in that game, I bet a thousand bucks. First oh, time God. in my life I ever bet that much on one bet. No, my wife would strangle me. Uh, you'd be doing the show, and I'd be in a grave in the backyard. Uh, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, next playoff game, Sunday, Baltimore Chargers. A rematch of just two weeks ago, a game that pretty much cost the Chargers a chance to beat the number one seed. Chargers go twelve and four, and your reward. Yeah, go cross-country to Baltimore to play the Ravens in what's likely to be a very cold Sunday afternoon. So, Chargers-Ravens, what you got? Yeah, this is a tough one for me. Like you said, the Ravens just totally shut them down in that last game. And, you know, their defense is definitely playing very good right now. Uh, I want to say Chargers. Look, Chargers were – Chargers-Rams were my pick in the preseason to go to the Super Bowl. So, of course, I want to say Chargers. But – I'm definitely a little concerned after the way they got manhandled that last game. But you know what? I'm going to stick to my guns and go Chargers, but not with a lot of confidence at this point. <laughs> I want to say Chargers, Jim. I really do. Cause I, I really like to see them go uh, at least go another round or two with uh, Rivers and see what they could do here. But that cross-country trip, uh, the weather could be lousy in Baltimore. At the very least, it'll be cold. I think they're a beat-up team. Gordon, is, uh, I don't know how healthy he is. Keenan Allen, I don't know how healthy he is. I'm going Ravens here. I think uh, unless Lamar Jackson falls apart, and he almost fell apart today, you know, late in that game, that pitch where he pretty much threw it into the ground yeah. uh, was a problem. Uh, and maybe he gets, you know, he feels nervous going into next week. It certainly could happen. But the fact that they're not going to rely on him to throw as much as use it with his legs, and this man is super fast. I'm going to go Ravens here. I think they'll do just enough. And I did not like what I saw from Phillip Rivers in that offense the first game against Baltimore, and that was at home. I know the Chargers really don't play have a home field. I know that. It's a soccer stadium. It's a joke. I get it. And it's, uh, it seems like every team's fans love to travel to play there, uh, to, to go, go uh, watch the, uh, their, their team play there. But uh, I'm still going Ravens here. I think they, they're going to do just enough. I think it'll be close, but I think they'll do just enough to win this game. Yeah, like I said, it, I, I wouldn't say it with a lot of confidence, so I, I get that. <laughs> now, I'll ask game. <laughs> I guess the first question I'm going to ask you is this. Did the Bears make a mistake today? Should they have said, oh, oh we can beat this Minnesota team. We've now, we have now beat them first game of the season. We beat them for another half today. Let's take the foot off the gas and let them get in here, and we'll beat them next week too. Did they make a mistake beating the Vikings today, allowing the Eagles to get into the playoffs? No, because I think they're going to beat the Eagles. Um, I, I don't think the Eagles can travel to Chicago and beat them. Uh, even with Foles, you know, all of a sudden coming back and having the magic that he's having again. Uh, if he does, so, I mean, the legend of Nick Foles in Philadelphia is going to be huge. And the team has already come out and said they're not planning on bringing him back next year. And, uh, you know, part of that's got to be because they don't want to have any quarterback controversy 
uh, with Wentz because they really want Wentz to be their starter. Because otherwise, why wouldn't you want to bring Foles back at you know at a cost that you can keep him at uh, as a as, as a great backup quarterback? He, look what he's done the last two years as a backup quarterback. Why wouldn't you want to bring him back unless you want to get away from that what could be a quarterback controversy? Because you know the fans are going to be calling for Foles if he even wins one playoff game. All right, Jim. I'm glad. I'm so glad you brought this up because now you're gonna you're gonna play GM again. You're the Philadelphia Eagles GM. Let's say the Jaguars come calling. They'll give you two seconds and either Jalen Ramsey or Leonard Fournette for Wentz. Two seconds, Jalen. Well, definitely I don't want Fournette. Um, two seconds and Jalen Ramsey for Wentz. And, and you would get to keep Foles. You'd sign Foles, so Foles would stay. Yeah, um, I probably wouldn't. I pro- I, I'd still want to keep Wentz, I think. I, I do think he is ultimately a better quarterback if he can get fully healthy. This year, I, I, I don't put a lot of the blame on him. This, The offensive offense was pedantic and pedestrian and all those other P words that just show that they were totally identifiable by defenses. Um you know, and the only reason they're starting to do anything now is because Nick Foles doesn't care, and he's just out there winging the ball around as best as he can. Um, I, I think Wentz is a better overall quarterback, but I think the loss of Frank Wright is what really hurt that offense. I, I would probably agree with you here, but I'd have to think long and hard. I might even negotiate, see if I get a one and a two or even a one and a three uh, and make that deal because that'd be tough, especially if Foles, if he manages to beat Chicago next week, you know, assuming he can play, by the way, he did leave today's game with uh, the yeah, rib with injury. Yeah, ribs injury. Yeah, yeah. I think that comes They're from last week. They're saying it's just bruised, and more than likely he'll be able to play if he wears like a flak jacket. Yeah, I think it may be precautionary. It took him out. Jadavian Clowney crushed him last week on a BS uh, roughing the passer call. Uh, I think that's where the injury comes from. And I wonder, by the way, if we're being lied to. Bruised a week later, and still causing him problems. That sounds like crack to me. So I wonder if uh, he's got more problems than that going on. But either way, well, he's no, if it was bruised, it was probably tender coming into the game. And then if he took another big hit, I could see that. But it, that's right the problem. Back. He didn't. He didn't take it the hit. You know, we were all looking for that. Where was the hit that put him out? You know, he really didn't take that. I was. I. I don't know. Something seemed a uh, little fishy there to me. As far and listen, I don't really have an issue with that. But I, I wonder if he's got crack ribs, not bruised. Uh, which certainly either way is no fun here. And Khalil Mack, he's going to have pretty much you know, X marks a spot on his ribs next week. That should be fun there, uh, seeing what happens there. So let's go back to the Philadelphia, playing the, uh, the Bears. That's the late game on Sunday, which will be 4.30 start. I think you already sort of uh, said you have Chicago winning here. Do you? Yes, yes. I'm going to take Chicago in that game. Uh, I just think the defense is playing too tough, and the offense can put up points against Philadelphia. So uh, I think I'd go with uh, Chicago winning at home. I don't know. I don't know if I trust Chicago. Once again, Trubisky hasn't. He's looked okay of late. Philadelphia will be coming in. I mean, man, will they be coming in with a lot of emotion for what they've pulled off at the end of the season? Uh, I think it'll be. A, uh, I don't think it'll be an easy win for Chicago. I don't. I don't think they're gonna be able to score a, a truckload of points. And Philadelphia seems to be getting things in gear here. Ah, uh, God, I want to say the Eagles. Well, I'm gonna say the Eagles. Screw it. Because uh, even if Foles is out and Wentz can play, I'm okay with that too. But. Uh, 
I'm going to think the, I think the Eagles going to pull up the upset. I think it'll end after next week, mind you, as I don't think any of these teams are beating the, the Rams or the uh, Saints when they play them. But uh, I think the Eagles uh, could pull one off here. So uh, I'm going to go with that. But uh, I think it'll be a, an interesting game to watch, uh, this game here. If you had to pick one upset next week, uh, I'm not going to give you Dallas Seattle. I think that's too close. Uh, let's see. You had to pick the uh, of the other games. If you're going to pick the uh, – let's see. If you're going to pick the Eagles, they, were, they would be an upset. Hey, did we, we did pick the Colts. Yeah, the Colts are probably going to be, you know, Houston should be favored, although I can't imagine it'd be by much, maybe you know, one or two points, but I do think they'll be favored for being at home. Uh, yeah, they so will I, be. I, I think it'll be the same. Yeah. Same like Dallas. It's, uh, two, 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 two and a half is what I would expect there. All right, forget that question. That's not going to work. All these games should be somewhat close here. I'm going to ask you a question that uh, I was asked. Well, how about, I, how about I ask you one question real quick? Go ahead. Out of out of the four games next week, which one team do you think goes the farthest in the playoffs? Oh, that's a good one. I like that. I think it's the Chargers if they can win. <laughs> you know, I, I I don't think any of the NFC. I don't think Chicago, Dallas, Seattle, uh, you know, or the Eagles. If they no matter which one wins, I don't think they're beating the Rams or all the Saints. Uh, I don't. Uh, but I can see the Chargers or Colts. It's funny how yeah, I, I can see the, the Colts are ones I, I can see now. I, I think the Chargers are going to have their hands full with Baltimore next week. So that's a tough one for me. But like I said, I could definitely see the Colts be, beating Houston. And then it would be interesting to see uh, they'd go where to they KC. go from there. They'd go to, they'd automatically I, I think go to they, KC. I think they can beat KC. I think they can put up points with KC, um, especially against that KC defense. Their defense is – you know, one of the worst in the league. I, I think Luck could definitely make use of that. I think Mac could make use against them. So I think they, they would have an outside shot for me. Do you see the Patriots winning like, uh, in the divisional round? Uh, sure. Of course, you know, they always got that chance to win the divisional round. No, no doubt about it. I, I mean, um, you know, the New England at home so is always So out of their tough. choices, out of the three, uh, they could either play, depending on who wins, they could either play Baltimore, the Chargers, or Houston. Right. Who do they want to play, and who don't they want to play? Well, I'm pretty sure if it's me, I'd want to play Houston out of those three. I, th- I do. I, I think Houston is one of the softest softest teams in the playoffs on both sides of the border this year. So, um, for me, it, it would be Houston I would want to play first, no doubt in my mind. Uh, but after that, then it would be interesting to see how that works out. How far can Baltimore go? I could see them winning next week, but I, I don't know if I see them doing too much more than that. This is a team that should have beaten KC. Good. If not for I, a magical fourth, fourth down play, they should have beaten KC in KC. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, I'm just saying I, I don't know if they do that in the playoffs. Te- teams play differently in, in playoffs, and KC defense is definitely a lot better at home. Yeah, I just, yeah, I'm just not buying it. Yeah, I, I think it'd be uh, an inter- it'd be a lot to ask of Lamar Jackson, a lot to ask of Lamar Jackson, who really is that really that entire offense right now. Uh, Indianapolis has just kicked the field goal with about forty seconds left in the first half. They lead seventeen seven. I'm waiting five eight. How far behind are you? I don't know. They're just getting ready to kick the field goal now. <laughs> oh my God! I'm in, I'm in commercial here. <laughs> Well, that's wow, what happens I, when, when you go to streaming. I, I gave up all the cable and all of that stuff and went to streaming, and that's what happens with it. 
Oh, wow, yeah, you're you're a long ways behind me. Okay, I'll have to wait. Well, <laughs> the show will be over before this comes back anyway. Uh, all right, so we uh, we got our playoffs there. We know what we're doing here. I'm going to ask you. All right. Uh, yeah, you were going to ask me another question before I cut you off. I forgot about it now. If it was important, it'll come back to me anyway. <laughs> uh, Teddy Bridgewater, we discussed him earlier. Where does he end up next year? <sighs> Man. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's definitely the, the question of the day for me. I, I really would like to see him fall into a good spot. I'm uh, just not sure where. He may have caused himself some money today by not playing all that well. But we'll discuss Teddy Bridgewater and maybe a few other players here. Jim Day, Fantasy Taz. I'm George Kurtz in for Scott Angle tonight. We'll discuss more on Fantasy Football Rewind after this. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back. Fantasy Football Rewind. George and Jim here with you. And we'll carry you through to the top of the hour here on Fantasy Football Rewind. Want to be the next daily fantasy legend? Try DailyRoto.com for free this holiday season. That's right. Free advice from the fantasy pros. Free NBA DFS projections. Free optimizer access. And free everything else you need to dominate daily fantasy basketball this holiday season. Stuff your stockings with cold, hard cash and get free access to Daily Roto with the promo code Dr. Holidays. That's D-R-H-O-L-I-D-A-Y-S to access your free trial. That is DailyRoto.com, promo code D-R-H-O-L-I-D-A-Y-S. Jim, what do you do for New Year's? Oh, not much of anything. We usually stay home and uh, uh, just relax and let all the amateurs go out there and go crazy. Oh, I'm with you. Uh, my wife is working, actually. She's a nurse, so she's working New Year's Eve, and uh, I'll be home with my girls. My niece is coming by, maybe watch some movies. It'll be weird, no Monday Night Football. You know, yeah, uh, that, that, what am I doing Yeah, I agree right? with that. That'll be the strangest thing. Uh, you know, I, look, I, I worked for many years on, on New Year's when I was DJing. And, you know, once I got done with all of that, it, it just it became a time to just relax and stay home. <laughs> uh, I agree. Uh, you, I think you put it perfectly. Let all the amateurs deal with all the crap that's going to happen out there. I don't need to be a part of it. Uh and the football game, by the way, for those wondering, it's still 17-7. Indianapolis leads Tennessee. 16 seconds left in the first half. Uh, Indianapolis has really opened the door for the Titans here. Uh, that pick six by Andrew Luck, and now a stupid penalty has put Tennessee in field goal position. Uh, I mean, uh, the Colts really had this game in hand, and they're playing into the Titans. Uh, letting, letting Titans get back in here, which is uh, disappointing right now because I want to see the Colts go on here. All right, so... New Year's Eve, you mentioned, uh, listen, Happy New Year's to everybody out there. Have a, uh, a great week. 
Yeah. We're all still working here, though, Jim. Uh, what are you doing this week? Uh, well, no, nothing Monday and Tuesday. We're off Monday and Tuesday, but, of course, Wednesday through Friday will be the frenzy, and then the weekend will pick itself back up again. Yeah, Wednesday and Thursday I'm covering for uh, Dane. Uh, I'll be on 7 to 9. Dane, the spitting statistician. Uh, I'll be on 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. I think with Scott Engel from 7 to 8 and Mike Blue at 8 to 9, if I remember correctly. And then I'm back uh, Saturday morning with, uh, with Dan Stratford. Uh, and then Sunday afternoon, I'm not so sure. Uh, we could have fantasy, fo- uh, fantasy football live again. I hope so. It's always a fun show. And uh, we'll see what the wing get bring us. But happy New Year to yeah, everybody now, out now, there. Now is the time of year where things start to change. So we're all trying to figure it out. <laughs> it's baseball soon. Baseball's up next. Uh, I mean, really, January. Uh, I mean, listen, they're fantasy. Are you playing in any fantasy uh, football playoff leagues? Oh, yeah. I got... Uh, actually, I got five of them going right now. I'm yeah, so we're gonna have uh, we have stuff like that going on here. I play in them uh, as well. Uh, my help, my home league as crazy as my home league is. I mean, home leagues are always weird. My home league playoffs count. It's a points league, so uh, playoffs go on here. Even though uh, this year go. it's not likely to decide anything. The uh, everything's pretty much. Uh, I think I'm uh, in second. Uh, I, think. I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I, I actually just won my home league, and I'm very happy about that because this is a league that's been going on for years with some of my oldest friends, guys I've been friends with for 40 years. And the one caveat to this is that the the winner actually gets to decide on a tattoo that the loser has to get. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I've heard so, that. So one of my oldest before, friends in, in my life uh, is is getting a tattoo that I have to decide which one to give him, and boy, am I really racking my brain to come up with just the perfect one to give him. Do you have any tattoos? No, I do not. Nope. And neither not do a I. Single I'm, one. Uh, I'm not a big fan of needles. So uh, yeah. my wife would kill me, depending on what, what tattoo you made someone get. That's why that that's a dangerous rule there. You can certainly cause problems in a marriage. Uh, well, we we used to have we it used to be different rules. At one one year, I lost and I ended up having to uh, shave half my head and color color the other half pink. Uh, oh, I remember you know, we've, that. We've yeah, we've had some crazy ones. I remember seeing you there. I don't know where I saw you, but I remember you seeing you. Uh, I did a podcast with it because I had to keep it that way for at least a week. That's fine. See, I, that wouldn't bother me. That that's all. That's fun. So I, I don't have a, a problem with that at all. Uh, to have to have to do that. So that, that that's all fun and games here. But something permanent is a little different here. You know, so I don't think I'd uh, I don't think I'd make someone do something like that. Uh, especially something could be your own. Uh, no, no, not going that direction. <laughs> that gets somebody in a lot of trouble, uh, especially with what you could come up with as far as that's concerned here. But uh, I do like leagues that have a, uh, a penalty for last place. I think it uh, makes it more interesting. Uh, I know people, one question I, I've been asked a lot is over the, how to keep teams interested during the season. You know, how to keep the uh, teams that are in, you know, if you're in a 12 team, that are in ninth, 10 plays that have no chance, that are whatever, they're three and eight, whatever it might, how to keep them interested in playing all year long. Well, what we do in my, uh, my home league, uh, and this is an all of a baseball, football, hockey, is that, yes, if you finish in the money, which is generally first, second, and third, you, you're picking 10, 11, 12. You know, that you're picking at the end. But rather, instead of making it, if you finish uh, last, you get the f- uh, first overall pick. No, no, no. If you finish fourth, you pick first, finish fifth, you pick second, sixth, third, and so on. So it determines the draft order for next season. It keeps people more – I'm not saying it's perfect, 
but it keeps people more involved, where now they'll set lineups, they'll make their IR moves rather than never paying attention to their team anymore. This way, they, because it determines the draft pick order. So that's one way I've, uh, we've gone about that. Another way is doing what you said, is just get, making the penalty to finish last harsh. This way, no one wants to finish last, whether it be a monetary fine or whatever it might be, something like that. Uh, that's another way of going about it. But uh, do you have any, other than what we've talked about, do you have any other ways to make, uh, I guess, keep keep owners that are out of it more in tune? Well, you, you can. I, I mean, if if it's a money league, I like leagues that offer, you know, small money incentives for each week's high score. Um, things like that give you other ways to, you know, get a little something back, uh, you know, each week of the season. So it keeps people playing. It, you know, there's, there's always things that the best thing is to think outside the box. Don't think of how it's always been done. Think of how you can do it now. And that's one thing I've always tried to put out there is I, I don't, you know, regular standard type leagues are fine. They are what they are. But if you've ever played in a league that I've developed, uh, none of it's ever been standard, uh, not even close. Um, I, I like to develop leagues that, you know, really make you have to think outside the box when you draft. And, you know, those are the kind of leagues that I enjoy. Same here. I, I, uh, most of my, my home leagues is not very – it's not a standard league at all. At first, it's a, I, I, listen, I want super flex leagues. I think they're by far my favorite kind of league. There are just so many good fantasy quarterbacks now. So many good ones here. You can easily fill – uh, Superflex without a problem here. And a Superflex, even if you don't have two quarterbacks, you can always throw somebody else in there. Granted, you want a quarterback, but you can still throw a wide receiver, running back, tight end in there. I like Superflex leagues. I like somewhat deeper benches. Uh, you know, I like, Generally, I play at five, but I don't mind seven, eight-man uh, benches at all here. I like more players starting, more flex positions. I like the, I'm with Jake Seeley. I'd get rid of the kicker. You know, shoot them. I, I prefer IDP. Defense. I hate defense. That's why I want IDP. Yeah, IDP you is know, great. I, IDP is uh, and the league I've done, I know I told you before one of my favorite leagues is the league you set up uh, over on uh, our other platform that I'm still in there. It's a it's an, a heavy IDP league, and no one's saying you got to be crazy with IDP in that league. Yeah, we we actually start more defensive players than we do offensive players because we don't play with a uh, uh, kicker and such. But uh, you can smart, start small IDP. Start one linebacker, one lineman, one secondary player. Now see that, that I disagree with. That I don't like. If you're only start small, yeah, but the problem is that there's so many people out there that they have no bearing on the draft whatsoever. Correct. If you're only drafting one one linebacker, if every team is only drafting one linebacker, you know how easy it is to find twelve linebackers that are good. So easy that it makes no bearing whatsoever on the draft. For me, it's all about how can I affect the draft? What can I do to change this league that changes the draft, makes people think differently about the draft? I don't want people to come into a draft of mine with a, a, a cheat sheet that they print off the Internet, and it's useful to them. Um, you know, I, I think I, I mentioned to you before, I mean, I started a league called Utter Chaos, which literally was exactly that. Um, you know, a defensive tackle could score as much as the, the most, uh, the highest scoring quarterback. And, you know, you only only started one running back. You could only hold three, but you started two quarterbacks. You started two tight ends. You know, anything that takes the norm away, that's what I like. And, you know, that it has to affect the draft when you're only playing, 
you know, with three, let's say, IDP players, one usually one linebacker, one defensive end, and one defensive back, th- that's nothing. It doesn't affect the draft. If I'm in that draft, those three players are always going to be the last three players I draft. But guess what? For what you just named, you're not turning your league into an IDP league because everyone's going to vote it down. If they're having problems with IDP, it means they don't want to play IDP. Means you have to get it slowly. I've been trying to get my home league into IDP for years now. I can't do it. It gets voted down every year. If I if I just said, hey, okay, we're going to have three linebackers, three linemen, four secondary, forget about it. It'll, it'll never have a chance. We voted voted down 11-1. I'll be the only person voting yes for it. So that's why you start slowly. I Yes, in a league with veterans where everyone wants to play IDP, of course you want to do what you said. But if you're trying to turn your league into an IDP and you're going to all of a sudden say, hey, we're going to start nine IDP, same as offense, good luck. Good luck convincing those uh, those other owners. If they're, on, if they're shaky as it is, they're not voting for that. That's so my have you got them playing with one, one, and one now? I've got the. I'm close. It was voted down seven five. <laughs> seven so five. So I'm close. Accomplished that. So, uh, but, I, mean, but, it's I, but it was nine three <laughs> last year. I got two owners on board this year. I got two. I need one. I need. I need two more. I need to turn it seven five the other way. Uh, I. You know, we all hear kickers are so random. I'm not. Oh, I'm hate, not trying to I hate you. kickers I and I hate team defense. Team, I agree. Team defense is totally predicated on luck, for the most part, and it just. I, I hate it. Listen, even if you don't want to play IDP, get rid of kicker, get rid of team defense, and go with a couple extra flex then. Yep. I don't I have a agree. problem with that either. You know, go with extra flex. Just uh, I, I, I want to take away some of the randomness as well. Uh, but I, I prefer IDP. I think, I think it's fun. I just want, why do we ignore? We don't ignore pitching in baseball. We don't ignore goaltending in hockey, but we're ignoring it in football. It doesn't make much well, sense Well, th- there's a reason for that. Back, you know, up until the last, you know, five, six years, IDP stats were hard to come by. So nobody ever uh, played with them before because nobody was really keeping stats for the, the individual defensive players. Now that they are, now it's trying, you know, new leagues are much easier to get into IDP because it's, you know, new and everything else. Long established leagues, it's much harder because they've been playing the way they know for so long. Well, that's true. Yeah, you get these longest. Listen, most home leagues, you know, not everyone's like you or I who are uh, crazy for this. So you got a couple of guys who are into it, a couple of guys who, eh, they're playing because they've been playing forever. Abs in my league. There are guys who I know are always going to finish near the bottom of the, of the pack. They don't make the moves. They don't That's my league. <laughs> uh, mine, and mine's a heavy money league. Mine's going to cost you about $200 <laughs> per team. And there's still guys, though. He's just, uh, he, one guy's a football coach, which I just find is strange. He's the guy who actually started me. In fantasy, it was actually his idea back in, I think it was 1988. Uh, he was a Jet fan. I was a Cowboy fan. Both teams sucked. And he was he, he came up with the idea. I guess he heard it from somebody. I ran with it, mind you. But it was his idea to start a fantasy league. And we invited all our friends into it. And this is the league that still goes on to this day. This is the year 31, I believe, or 30. So uh, I just find it funny that now he's one of the worst players. Doesn't pay much attention. The only time he ever finishes uh, in the top is if things go perfectly for him. He didn't suffer any injuries. His starters were great all season long. And then he'll finish well. If not, he's going to have issues because he doesn't make his moves. Uh, uh, that's a league, by the way. He'll get a tattoo to, when he finishes last, and he'll rethink that. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. But uh, I'm not making anybody get a tattoo. Uh, I'd love to, Marjorie. But, see, I'd be funny. I was like, he's a big, uh, he's a Met fan. I'd make him get a Yankee tattoo. And that's yeah, probably so. along the same type of line. I'm going to go with my friend. I'm I'm still not sure. I, I mean, I I was thinking of a nice cuddly teddy bear with a pink bow, but I, I, yeah, I'm not sure. 
Nah, I, I I don't mind that as well. You know, sort of like a Justin Bieber tattoo, something like that. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, hey, look, he's a long time friend. Uh, you know, I'm not going to go out there to totally so embarrass much him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I'm going to embarrass him a little. I just think uh, for most of us, since we're such heavy sports fans. I mean, I'm a Yankee fan. You may get a, a Met tattoo. I, I'd be I'd be annoyed. I won't even wear another team's jersey, ever. I don't wear, you know, all I wear is the, the Yankees, Cowboys, or Islander stuff. I don't wear anybody else. You know, so <laughs> having a tattoo on me of another team, that would hurt. That would, I mean, I would, I would not want to, I don't want to finish last anyway. I'll do anything I can to finish, uh, to not finish last. But uh, for finishing last, and you making me get a tattoo, oh, of like, the, you know, a, gi- a giant emblem or a red skin or whatever it might be, that would hurt. That would hurt a lot. <laughs> so therefore, if, you're, if you're wondering what to do to, to punish somebody, make me get a tattoo of their, uh, He's their arch enemy sports team. That'll probably do it. Or get him a tattoo of a pretty woman with a different name. Oh, God. <laughs> you do want to get people divorced. <laughs> I, didn't even th- I never even thought about that, right? I mean, get his wife's name, I don't know, Marie, and make him get a, uh, what, a Kathy tattoo? Or Michelle? Oh, that'd be great. Love you. Love you always, Michelle. Oh, God. <laughs> You're terrible. You're evil. <laughs> I you can be. I've been told evil. that. I've, I've been told that. <laughs> oh, that, that's funny, though. That, uh, that is funny. Hey, listen, God bless the people. Uh, as long as people take a good humor, it's all good. It's fantasy. It's meant to be fun. I mean, it's meant to be fun. I have a good time in the leagues, whether I win, lose, or draw. And, uh, Jim, it's been a good time with you tonight, and I certainly hope you have a very happy new year. Oh, you too, George. You too. And everybody else, Yang, thank you for a great season. And, you know, everybody at, at FNTSY for bringing me in this year and giving me, a you know, a, a, you know, a lot of work and a lot of good times with some new people that I've just met. You know, it's a, it's been an exciting year. So thank you, everybody, for at FNTSY. Thanks to all the listeners uh, that have been listening all year long. We definitely appreciate you. Without you, we wouldn't be here. Absolutely. Happy New Year to all the listeners out there. Be safe this holiday season. Uh, drink, drive responsibly, do what you got to do. Yang behind the glass. We don't say enough about him, about him getting us on air, dealing with all the crap that goes on behind the scenes here. Happy New Year to you, Yang. Uh, to everybody else at FNTSY, whether it be our boss, Mike Cardano, Scott Angle, and everybody else. Happy New Year to everybody else. Enjoy your time. Good luck. If you're still playing fantasy in your leagues, and if you're doing a little betting advice, might want to listen to Gabe and Cam. The other guys to listen to there, I, I do myself. You know, if I want to know uh, what their picks are, they generally uh, do a hell of a lot of research there to look into it. And everyone else, enjoy the fantasy football season. If you're wondering about the football game, it's still at halftime. 17-10, Indianapolis leads the Titans here. Winner go makes the playoffs. They will play the Texans Saturday at 4.30. Cowboys are the night game against Seattle at, uh, I think it's 8 o'clock or 8.15 Saturday night. Sunday, 1 o'clock will be the Chargers and the Ravens. And the Sunday late game, 4.30, will be the Bears and Minnesota. So once again, for Jim Day, I'm George Kurtz. Everybody have a happy new year. Yang, once again, thank you for everything. And we'll be not back, but somebody will. Enjoy, everybody. Have a happy new year.
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Rewind. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Scott Engel, who is not going to be here tonight, but we I am joined by Jim Day, the Fantasy Taz, who's here each and every Sunday night. Jim, how you doing today? Hey, George, how you doing? Uh, another crazy day of football. Some uh, great games came right down to the end, and, you know, some uh, uh, wonderful things happening today. Isn't it a little, always a little sad, though? You know, I mean, football season's over. I know we have playoffs, but the regular season's over now, and it's always... You know, like, oh, you know, damn, no no more full Sundays of football. No more eight, nine, ten games on at one o'clock and or four. Well, four o'clock, we never get that much. But uh, it's always a little bit of a letdown for me as well when the uh, when the season's actually just about over. Oh, no, I'm definitely there with you. Uh, the, the only good thing is now we get to start planning for next year. Indeed, we do. And it's funny you should mention that. Uh, on Fantasy Football Live, the show before this one, we were discussing uh, – uh, mock drafts uh, about what your top uh, picks might be in the draft. And uh, uh, real quickly here, give me your top six picks. We, we all had a, we were all pretty consensus top four. It was five and six where we started to change things up here. So give me what would, you, would be your top six picks if you had a draft tonight. Ooh, if I had to draft tonight. Okay, well, Gurley, CMC, Barkley, Zeke, top four. Everybody uh, had that. Or- we, all, we all had yeah, that. Yeah, the, or- the order's a little out from there. Um, okay, after that, man, uh, I didn't really put much thought in this today. But It's where it gets tricky. Uh, it's not as easy after that. The names we I, came I think, up with. I think I'd have to go Alvin Kamara. That was five. That was a, a pretty, uh, yeah, pretty consensus at five. In- in- probably Ingram's not going to be back next year, so that should give Kamara a nice clear road. And then six... Ooh, is that uh, when you start going wide receiver? It probably comes into play. There's no doubt about it. It probably does come into play there. You know, it's about where where I'm looking. But the problem is, who who do you go with as the top receiver? Um, you know, I, I know Antonio Brown is always that guy. But, you know, Devontae Adams actually did better this year than he did. DeAndre Hopkins uh, could certainly be in this conversation here. Yeah, Hopkins, uh, you know. Uh, man, um, I, I think. I'd probably go with Adams just because he's been so darn consistent all year. But that, that'd be tough. Yeah, that's where it starts spreading out. There's different ways you can go. I mean, Gordon could be there as well. Um, you know, he had a great season before he got hurt. You know, missed Nick those Chubb. couple games. I don't see Nick Chubb isn't there for me yet, only because, you know, he's not as involved in the passing game. If I'm going to take a you know a running back that early in the draft, I want one who's good at both aspects of the game. And you know, while Chubb is an outstanding runner, they don't use him in the passing game. All right, I know this is unfair, but Le'Veon Bell, 
Let's say Colts sign him. Colts Where's won't sign him. Let's just say Colts he does. I, no, they won't. They just won't. They got Colts Mac sign him. Where's him. he going? It, <laughs> Colts aren't going to sign him. Uh, they they got you know Mac there at a cheap price. They're happy with what he's done when he's on the field with this offensive line playing the way it is. He's not going there. Um, if anywhere, I think he could go to the Jets who have plenty of money and could possibly do it. But he's still probably going to go at the end of round one. Uh, again, it's probably just not going to be to one of my teams. And he goes to the Jets. I don't know if I'm thinking of the end of round one. Uh, Oakland would be the same kind of problem there as far as where he would go there. Uh, Levy Bell is going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to see where he, a where he ends up and b with what fantasy owners are going to do next season depending upon the situation there. So I think that's one of the curiosities going around here, as far as that's concerned. And uh, another question we asked: Bell holding out a year, help him, hurt him, didn't didn't doesn't matter. Well, it didn't hurt him uh, for that exact reason. It didn't hurt him. He didn't get hurt, uh, and that was the key reason to to hold out to. You know, get that big free agent contract without going on the field and getting himself hurt this year. Uh, he's got a fresh set of legs. I don't think it hurts him at all. I would probably agree. I can't, I can't see how it could hurt him, not at his age, but uh, I can't see it really helped him either. I understand Steelers would have ran him into the ground this year, and they certainly would have done that knowing that he probably wasn't coming back. So maybe uh, not taking those 350, 400 touches is a good thing there. But uh, interesting. Uh, one thing I do know with Bell, he's going to whoever gives him the most money. He's proven that that's what he wants. He wants money. He wants to get Can paid. Can he play so he gives him the most. Um, I mean, I might. It's easy for me to say, but you know, if someone's offering me fifty-five million and fifty-three million, I might go with the fifty-three. If it's a better team. You know, if I, I want to win, I don't want to be the only person on the team. I have no chance of winning. Well, then you're making really big either. assumptions that he's going to make that difference for two million dollars. As well, he already has. He just well, no, he did it for fourteen million. So you don't think he? Steelers offered him a really good contract. He took a big gamble by not taking it. He's assuming he's going to get paid Todd Gurley money. I I agree with you. I'm not saying that, but but that's not what I'm saying. You're saying if somebody offered him fifty-five and somebody offered fifty-three, he'd automatically take the fifty-five. And I'm telling you, well, he just made a decision that cost him fourteen million dollars. Um, I don't know if that's a, you know an assumption we can make that he'd automatically take the 55 over the 53 if you know the 53 is with a team that's better and has a, a better chance of getting to the playoffs, maybe even the Super Bowl. So I, I don't know if that's an assumption we can really make. Oh, I think you can make that. He has a. I mean, what you want to quote that semantics? 55, 53. You want to go 55, 50? Fine, whatever you want to call it. But he's he's got a safe face. He's not going to go to anybody. He's going with the person who gives the most money. He's trying to justify holding out a whole season and losing $14 million, which is money he can never get back. It's money that's gone. He has to go with the biggest contract to make that up. I think he's proven to us over and over again that he wants to get paid. It's all he wants. It's all he's interested in. And I'm not knocking him for But this, wait, wait. Way. Yeah, really. I was just about to say, so who cares if that's all he wants? That's what the game is played for, for money. The, that's what the owners want. You know, the players are the ones that always get the shaft. It's not the owners. The owners are going to make their money no matter what. The players, you know, they get these contracts that, you know, the owners don't always live up to or, you know, they always have loopholes in them so they can get out of them and all these other things. You got all the injury things that come into play here. Uh, you know, I I don't have any, you know, bad feeling about a guy who thinks he should be paid more and up until that time had played well enough that he should have been paid more. And, you know, Pittsburgh didn't want to pay it. So, you know, it is what it is. 
Well, Pittsburgh, did, you, you're not going to pay. Pittsburgh did want to pay it. He not what he wanted. Well, <laughs> I, I want $100 million a year. It doesn't mean I'm going to get it. They offered him a very good contract. It was right there. It was number two. And for what? It would have been number one at one time. The only person who girl ended up surpassing it, then he wanted that money. Pittsburgh gave him a, a very fair market offer. They would have made him the number one running back. He wanted to be paid more than a running back. He wants offensive weapon money. And that's where it's going to get tricky for him. Hey, maybe he gets it next year. Maybe he doesn't. I'm curious if he does get it. Because a lot of teams don't believe in the running back. Especially now, when you think about it, Bell, great player. And I, t- I truly do believe he's a different kind of back. But Connor was very successful in that system. That could give some teams some no, points. No, no, no. Connor it's not wasn't Bell. very successful in that system at all. Connor was better than Bell in that system. So that's Connor put up better system. numbers than Bell did in any point in his career this year with Pittsburgh. So that automatically could give teams some pause or knock a couple teams out who don't want to pay him now $16 million a year. I and guarantee him I'm not $60 million. arguing that at all. I totally so agree. I, I think in the end, I think he made it. It only takes one team, and he might find it. You mentioned the Jets. So that makes sense. They have a ton of money, uh, salary cap money that they can do that. And they need a running back behind Donald to take some of the pressure off him, and it makes a lot of sense. Uh, the Raiders, to make that big splash going into Vegas, I know they're not going there next year, but maybe they want to do that as well. So uh, I'm I'm very curious to see where he ends up because I'm really curious to see if he ends up if he ends up winning this or if he ended up where he did leave money on the table even if he would have signed the franchise tag and then gone into free agency this year. So I'm, I'm curious to see how that ends up. As most NFL contracts, you know, the agent will tell you it's six years or he's going to get a nine, 88 million. Most NFL contracts, as you stated, they have an out clause. The guarantee once the guaranteed money's out, <laughs> that's it. Your most contracts are two to three years max, and then the team can get out of it. That's why uh, players always want the guaranteed money. That's what's important to them. What money are they guaranteed to get here? So, Jim, we are also already Black Monday started a night earlier. Dirk Cutter already <laughs> fired. I'm assuming you're not surprised by this. No, I'm pretty sure nobody's surprised by this. We talked about this on the Sunday morning show, of course, that we already assumed he was gone. Uh, you know, they, they put up a fight for him in, in the last game, but, of, of course, they came up just short. Are you surprised at all that they're going to keep Jameis Winston at quarterback, which they've stated they will do that as well? Yeah, I am, actually. I'm not a big Jameis Winston guy. He's, uh, You know, he, he has his moments. He has some good, really good games. He just has too many bad games. And, it, you know, from all intents and purposes, from what we hear, he's not a good leader in the, the locker room. You know, if you want a franchise quarterback, you need one who's going to be a little bit of everything. He's got to be a good player on the field, but he's also got to be good in the locker room. You know, he can't be out there drawing negative attention to your franchise, which is another thing Winston is known for. So, yeah, I am a little surprised that they make the decision to cut the coach and they keep the quarterback who's a, a troublesome, uh, worrisome man. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, at the very least, I would, you would have thought they would have liked to, the new head coach to have some input here on whether or not he wants to keep Winston. Tampa Bay's going to draft five, taking out the fifth overall pick, so they should be in line to take a quarterback. And when you look at the NFL draft order, this is going to be weird because the top three teams don't need a quarterback. Arizona's picking first. Obviously, they got Rosen. Whether or not you believe in him or not, they just took him one last year. I certainly think they're going to give him another year. They're not going to take a quarterback at one. San Fran's two. Garoppolo. Yeah, they, Jets yeah, are three. San Fran's, they, they got Mullins. They don't need anybody else. <laughs> Jets have Donald at three. So the earliest the quarterback could be taken without trades, obviously there'll be some movement here, would be Oakland at four. We'll find out if Gruden is lying about how much he believes in Carr, which leaves Tampa Bay at five. So they could be in line once again to get one of these 
whatever. I, I'm not a big college guy here. Whatever. What, I know Bobby Abraham is not coming out, and that hurts. But uh, they they could be in line here to take a youngster behind him. But uh, to your point, do you would you want a young quarterback learning behind Winston? I'm not sure that's what you want either. Yeah, again, I'm I'm not a huge fan, but you know, all said, I'm not the hugest college guy either. But from everything I'm reading, it's not supposed to be a good quarterback class coming out. And like you said, Hebert not coming out definitely hurts that. So you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. From what I can tell, Giants are sitting at behind the Bucks at six, um, and every indication to me seems to say that they're ready to bring uh, Manning back another year. So it's it's going to be interesting. If they're going to do that, they're probably not going to take a a quarterback early on in that first round. Which you know, as long as they take a an uh, offensive tackle, I'd be happy. Anything else, I'd be a little concerned. Yeah, but when it comes to the Giants, I mean, if I'm thinking of having somebody as a mentor, if you're going to bring Eli back, doesn't it make sense to have him mentor a young quarterback? He would seem to be the guy you'd want to do it. Whether whether or not you're going to, I know you're a Giant fan, whether or not you're going to knock Eli or not, and I'm talking about other people. He's a, a good he's a good quarterback been around the NFL forever. He would seem to be a good mentor, and he, he's yeah, certainly not going to play is, much does, longer. Does it does it behoove you to bring in somebody just so Eli can mentor them if you don't think that quarterback is somebody that's going to be a good quarterback in the NFL? You know, they're, well, they're not talking about these guys that are coming out as like being top-notch starters at some point. They're talking about these guys as being serviceable NFL quarterbacks. So if I'm the Giants and I decide to bring Eli back, then maybe I'm deciding I'm going to wait till the 2020 draft where, you know, Heward's probably going to be coming out. There's probably a couple other names that may make it a, a better bet to get a, a strong young quarterback than, you know, trying to take one of these wannabes and, you know, bring them in. If it's me, if it's the Giants, if let's say all of a sudden I own the Giants and I want to do something, if it's me, I'm doing everything in my power to go out and get Teddy Bridgewater. You want to talk about somebody being able to work behind somebody, Teddy Bridgewater would be a great find to bring in, let him work behind Eli for maybe one more year, and then give him the reins. I'd love to see something like that. Uh, I think he's a good young quarterback that's only going to get better. I don't really like Bridgewater. I don't think he's ever shown much of anything. But that being said, I like your thinking. And you mentioned do whatever you can get to get. It's just money. He'll be a free agent, so it's whoever wants to sign him. I don't think he's going to be back in New Orleans unless they really want to keep him when Breeze ends. I guess then they can make him a bigger offer here. But I, I imagine he's going to whichever team, A, most money, B, gives him the best chance to start. And he may have to wait another year. True. Uh, but I, I like that thinking. That being said, my point with the Giants would be, though, you know, you passed on him this year. You're going to pass on a quarterback next year. You're assuming you're going to be a bad team again. And that's a big assumption to get one of these top quarterbacks in 20. Uh, the Giants, uh, they're not, certainly not a good team, but they weren't horrendous this year either. You know, so I think that's an issue as well, just to automatically assume you're going to be they able to get They won five games. A top pick. That's not terrible. We've seen teams go two, three games. They won you know, five they, games. They were and terrible. They probably, should, they probably should have won today. You could maybe bring up a couple other games here they lost by a point. The NFL is always it's a touchdown. Uh, within a touchdown league, a couple of breaks go your way, you win. I grant it. With Eli Manning, you're not going to win a ton of games next year. He's just not at this point in his career. He's not going to be consistent enough to do it. But it's not like the NFC East is going to be overloaded with power next year either. I don't see Washington being a great team. Dallas is what they are. No first round picks, so they're not going to get much better. 
and they'll be up against the Caps, so they're not going to sign any big free agents. Philadelphia would be the team I would probably worry about. They they certainly underachieved this year, yet still made the uh, playoffs. So uh, it's just curious to see how this is going to play out. The Giants will pass up on a quarterback, again, assuming one falls to them that they like. Well, and that'll be it. We'll have to see it. It's going to be a lot of intrigue. You know how what always happens. They always say at this time of year that the next quarterback class isn't the greatest. By the time the draft gets here, these guys will be kings. <laughs> Jim, you are so correct. It's amazing how much height these quarterbacks will get uh, over the next couple of uh, months. Uh, you're right. Uh, they, I completely agree with you there. Uh, quarterbacks always get so much hype. We're just getting started here on Fantasy Football Rewind. Next, we're going to talk about tonight's win and get in game. Titans and the Indianapolis Colts. Colts have won, what, 10 straight meetings against the Titans with Andrew Luck and 17 of the last 20. Yikes. Not great. Uh, no Mariota for the Titans tonight. Not a great uh, not great projection at all going on here. So we'll be back. Jim Day, Fantasy Taz. I'm George Kurtz. We'll be back. Fantasy Football Rewind after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Rewind. I'm George Kurtz here with the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day. No Scott Engel tonight. Scott will be back hopefully next week, and we'll see. certainly talk to Scott during the week on Fantasy Sports Radio Network. So, Jim, tonight, Titans-Colts, win, get in. Who you got? Uh, Colts. I had the Colts even before the Mariota news, but definitely the Colts. I just think they're playing much better football all around. Offense is playing well. The defense is playing well. The offensive line is playing well. Uh, just all around better team at this point than than Tennessee is, and and now of course with Mariota being out as well, you know Blaine Gabbert just doesn't scare anybody. Oh, I agree. Uh, every, every point you just made, I had the Colts before this too. Actually, I have some money on tonight's game, and I got I put this in yesterday before the spread actually went up once we found out that Mariota wasn't going to play here. So it's uh, Colts minus five, which granted is a higher spread than. Probably uh, I would have liked if it would have been minus five yesterday. I may not have bet on it. Does that change your thinking at all? Are you going to pay, pay a little wager tonight, Jim? Minus five. You still got the Colts? I do have the Colts. I, I think they're just going to take them apart. Yeah, so I, I got the Colts here. I just think they're a better team. I brought up the stats earlier. Uh, Andrew Luck has never lost this team. Ten, ten straight wins. They Colts have won 17 of their last 20 against the Titans. I mean, damn. Uh, no Mariota, not a great offense anyway, so everything seems to point to Indianapolis here. I think unless they're uh, leaving their ple- press clippings and looking ahead uh, to next week when they'll, the winner of this game would play the Houston Texans, I think they uh, they win this game here as well here. So let's talk about the Texans for a second. Mariota, you know, I like, I like asking you to play GM. Are you sold on him being your franchise quarterback or... Yeah, you know, he's the quarterback next year, but maybe I ought to bring in somebody. Maybe not a first-round pick, but maybe I ought to draft, start drafting some quarterbacks, third round, fourth round, in subsequent years, to get someone to learn behind him because this man just can't stay healthy. 
And that's the whole deal. I, I mean, he, he's shown flashes of being a good NFL quarterback, um, but the, the injury concern is just too big. Uh, he gets hit too often, takes too many big hits that he just can't stay on the field. And you just can't have that. I mean, say what you want about Eli, but, I mean, it, it, it takes a bulldozer to get him off the field. And, you know, that, that alone is just a big weight off of, a franchise's shoulders when they don't have to worry about who they're trotting out at quarterback every week and whether this guy is going to be able to play a whole game or, or you know, is he somebody that, you know, is going to be game time decision week in, week out. You know, that's just so much headache for, for a franchise to go through. I, I think they start looking for somebody else. Yeah, it also means he's missing a truckload of practice time. And he's, you know, he listens to not Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Eli Manning for that matter. Not someone who can miss a day of practice and he'll be fine. He needs that practice time. Uh, for me, you know, it's a saying I always like to uh, quote is the most important ability in sports, not just football, is availability. And Mario, you just don't have it. As you said, he's always on the IR, on the IR port one way or the other. He's always has different injuries. He runs, but he gets hurt when he runs, and now he's got the elbow injury. Couldn't play tonight because they're worried about long-term risk if he does. I mean, uh, not good here. And listen, they have, the Titans haven't surrounded him with the greatest of weapons either. Corey Davis has been inconsistent, to put it nicely. Yes, they got screwed. Delaney Walker uh, was lost for the season early here. But they also need better weapons here. They need a true number one wide receiver, and that's not Corey Davis yet. He may eventually get there, but he's not even close to being that true number one now. He's not a guy that can go up against the best defensive backs in the game and come out victorious. We've just seen that time in, time out. Uh, he, he made, you know, he had some good games, but most of that was just based on the number of targets he was getting in those games because he was basically the only option. You know, they got a couple of younger guys, Taewon Taylor, Tajay Sharp, who are, who are okay, you know, threes and fours, but this team as of now doesn't really have a good number one. They got a, a wide receiver two playing as a number one, and then they got wide receivers three and four playing as twos and threes. So they're, they're one good wide receiver back on that side. Uh, and, you know, lately we have seen that they – you know, they've finally figured out that they have to feed Derrick Henry to get him going. But once he gets going, he's, you know, hell on wheels. They need to feed that more. Uh, I, and we all bought into this. Well, at least most of us. I'm, I'm not going to say all. But we all bought into the Deion Lewis hype. And he would be such a big play in this offense. Uh, and they, they just never really came together. I think the problem, uh, and I agree with you, by the way. I think the problem with someone like Henry is that, you know, the offensive coordinator loses patience because the first half he's getting two yards, three yards. A big back like that, he wears on the defense. He's wearing them down. It's the second half where that will pay off, where they don't want to tackle him anymore. You know, they're feeling those bumps. They're feeling those bruises. So I think the, and the offensive coordinator though, doesn't want to wait around. He loses patience here. Titans went three and out, by the way, for those who aren't watching the game. Colts have the ball. I have to be very careful because Jim is a little bit further behind in his watching than I am. And I don't want to give things away and ruin it for Jim. So uh, I will try very much to keep it, keep you in suspense, Jim, rather than give it away. As, uh, <laughs> no worries. I, I, uh, no worries. Yeah. I, I know sometimes <laughs> when people are ahead of me, it gets annoying here. So I am uh, going to try and do that. Uh, I am not digging We don't normally talk about the, the Sunday night game. So this is a refreshing change. <laughs> 
I don't know why. It's it's the biggest game. It's a nice game. The marquee game of the week, right? It's no longer the Monday night game, even if, uh, if there was one this week. The Sunday night game took that over a long time ago as far as the marquee game of the white. But like I said, I am not deal- I'm not digging these all-white uniforms for Indianapolis at all, man. I don't know. I, I, I just never liked all-white. They do get dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they will tonight in this game. Uh, Andrew Luck. Uh, is, is there, I guess... Can you give me anybody else for comeback player of the year other than Luck? Yeah, Adrian Peterson. Not the numbers that uh, Luck has. And no, make, but wait, 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 wait. Hear me out. You're talking about a, a 35-year-old running back who came to a team that's now on their fourth quarterback. Their entire offensive line has been injured most of the season to the point that they're playing with third, fourth, and fifth string offensive linemen their wide receivers have been on and off hurt all season yet this 35 year old receiver uh, running back in that offense gained a thousand yards you know what that's pretty damn good but is a thousand yards should that really still be the marker of a good season for it's 60 yards it is for with all the things i just said to you (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. I'd like to see some of these other guys run for a thousand yards behind fourth and fifth string offensive linemen with that, you know, fourth string quarterback with all those wide receivers hurt or injured or not playing well. Uh, man, yeah, that, that's, that's a big thing. I, I meant overall, not just for Peterson. Should we care about a thousand yards anymore? Yeah, we still should care about a thousand yards. <laughs> you do the math, it's it's 60 a yards number. a game. You're a fantasy play guy. 60 yards a game, you're not happy with that. So you're not telling me you're not happy with Christian McCaffrey's 1,098 yards rushing this year? Well, he had a hell of a lot receiving, too. That's oh, a little now different. you bring it up a totally different thing. But I'm talking about total yards, but, 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 but Christian but, McCaffrey's but, a completely different kind of running back. But. <laughs> I mean, uh, AJ Pierce is not coming anywhere near you, close You were to talking that. about Chubb before. No, Chubb didn't Allen, start the whole Allen. season. Little, little tougher. Well, than so now you bring, you're bringing up another caveat. Chubb only had 900. I'm not bringing up any caveat. You talk about a guy who starts 10 games and one who starts 16. Naturally, the numbers are going to be a little different. I mean, well, come on here. Saying, Let's be he fair. He did get to 1,000 yards. But he didn't play 16 games. That wasn't well, his fault. That's, that's on the Browns. Games. He, he didn't start 16, start 16 games. games, but he played 16 games. Don't make me start telling you what's going on in the game. <laughs> uh, Nick Chubb, I, I like Nick Chubb. Actually, I like the entire Browns offense, especially if they get one more receiver there. One more uh, really good receiver. I don't, uh, Jarvis Landry's not a number one. Callaway's certainly not a number one. You give the Browns one more uh, dynamic receiver, whether that they have to go in free agency or draft one, and they can bring him up. Oh, man, this offense with Mayfield is going to be uh, dynamic. All right, Mayfield. Is he a jerk? Do you, uh, does it bother you what he's been doing with Hugh Jackson? Do you care? No. Is he just immature? Oh, I, I don't care what he's – first of all, he's cocky as hell. And that's okay. I like that. And, and a guy who's going to be my team leader, I want him to be cocky. Uh, you know, heck, it's just the nature of the beast when you're playing at this level. So I have no problem with that. And I definitely have no problem. He's He's got bad feelings towards Hugh Jackson. You know what? I never played for the man, and I got bad feelings for Hugh Jackson. One of the worst <laughs> coaches in the history of the freaking game. Uh, I actually I agree with you. I don't uh, understand. I, I yes, for those who criticize him for what he's done, is it immature? Sure. I think you'd want your quarterback not to quite do some of the uh, silly stuff like that. But I don't blame him for hating. Uh, I don't. I don't get mad at for hating Hugh Jackson. Not at all. 
I mean, Hugh Jackson, maybe they had something going on that we don't know about. Uh, maybe Hugh didn't trust him, when, didn't open up things for him. Maybe Hugh was jerk to him, whatever it might be. Maybe he is mad that he went to Cincinnati. Yeah, and I said, I don't think uh, I don't blame him for that either. People keep saying, well, Hugh had to take another job. Well, no. He still was getting paid by the, the Browns. He didn't need to take another job. So the oh, fact no, I'm that, not, uh, Wait, wait. I, I'm not going to get on you for taking another job. That That's his right to do. They fired him. He can take another. I have absolutely no problem with that. If Cincinnati's stupid enough to hire him. Look, and I won't even say that. As a defensive <laughs> coordinator, he can do a decent job. As a head coach, I would never hire him in a million years. Yeah, I think a lot of people may agree with you there with that record. I'm not, hire, I'm not hiring him. Baker Mayfield, is he going to make your top 12 next year as far as fantasy quarterbacks? Oh, I think he's absolutely going to be in, the, in that conversation. I haven't really nailed it all down yet as to next year. Uh, probably start doing that over the next week or so and crunching numbers and trying to get a feel for that. But I, I do like what I've seen of him. And, you know, everybody talks about the Giants made a bad pick by getting Barkley not taking one of these other quarterbacks and, you know what? He's the only quarterback out of this class that I would have wanted over Barkley. I would probably disagree. Uh, once again, this is a quarterback league. You don't have when you're not going anywhere. Uh, only way the Giants and mine might be proven right out of this is if they do get a quarterback this year that ends up being a franchise or next year. Or if all these guys end up sucking. So, but, so uh, you think Darnold or, or Rosen or Allen would have done good things behind this offensive line the way they were playing when Eli was getting battered about? Early in the season? I don't, I don't think it matters. You have to take a quarterback in the NFL. If you don't have one, you're not going anywhere. You have well, a great running, it it just doesn't wins. matter. He's, he's far from great. Come on, I'm sure you were trying to get rid I of him, too. I didn't say he was great. I said he's got two Super Bowl wins. So if you put the team around him, he's actually had a pretty good statistical season, one of his best in the NFL. Now, a lot of that is because you know, a lot of checkdowns to Barkley and what Barkley can do with the ball. I get that. But everybody else got to get that, too. <laughs> you know, they haven't now, had a good, reliable runner in a while. Not giving you that. Uh, Eli Manning, uh, they should have taken a quarterback. Cause I, and I love Barkley. I think he's great. He might be the best running back in the NFL. Uh, but it's a quarterback-driven league in the NFL. You don't have one. You went 5-11 and 11 this year. You're probably going to go something similar next year, maybe 6-7 wins, but not a playoff team with Eli Manning. He's not good enough to make anyone around him better anymore. He's just not. And that's not a knock on Eli. He's 38 years old. Uh, most quarterbacks wouldn't be. You need a quarterback in today's NFL. If you don't have one, you're not going to do a lot of damage. Uh, so that's why, that's why I take a quarterback. It has nothing to do with anything else. I think you have to take a quarterback. And the only way I don't, is if you, once again, if Gettleman truly believed that it was uh, just Mayfield, he was the only quarterback I think was worthy of a franchise pick. That's it. If he truly believed that, then I have no issue. But if he was taking bargain for the best player overall and he believed in some of these other quarterbacks, this is not 10, 15, 20 years ago where you can do this. In today's NFL, you're only winning with a quarterback. That's it. I disagree. When you get a generational talent, you got to take a shot at a generational talent. Need Baker a Mayfield, I think, has a chance to be that kind of quarterback. I'm not so sure. I think the others do. I, I don't like Rosen. I did like Darnold. Uh, Josh Allen certainly looks – he looks interesting, which brings me for Allen here. Uh, now, and when you and I are uh, – we're older. We've been watching football since the 70s, and the game has changed. So many quarterbacks nowadays can run – Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson may be a completely different kind of guy. He really can't throw yet. He's a just pure run. Josh Allen can do both. I mean, do well, he you, still needs uh, to work on that passing a little bit. I agree. <laughs> I agree. But because his floor is so high, because you know he's rushing minimum 40, 50 yards a game on average. 
So that's almost a touchdown there. And you get a day like today where he only threw with 225, but he ended up throwing for three touchdowns, ran two more in on a 100-yard rushing. I think it was 95 total. Kid, could you consider him? And uh, I guess my first question will be a, a part A and part B question for you here. Do you wait on a quarterback? I do. And if you do wait, could you consider in a 12-team league starting Josh Allen if you're waiting until round 10, 11 to grab a quarterback? Well, I always do wait. Um, I, I definitely do. They, they, you're always going to find some people. Um, I, I'd still consider Allen a number two for me. Um, and here's several reasons. First of all, we've seen plenty of rookie quarterbacks come in, running quarterbacks, and do well right away. Problem is they can't continue to do that. First of all, they can't continue to run as often as they do because they just take too many damn hits. You can't allow it. Look at what happened to Sean Watson early this season. I mean, he was getting hit so often and so hard that, uh, I mean, every week was a battle for him to get on the field. And once he stopped really trying to run as much, all of a sudden he wasn't taking those huge hits and he stayed on the field. You know, we've seen it time and time again that running quarterbacks don't last. Look, look at Russell Wilson, a great running quarterback. They don't let him run anymore. You know why? So he doesn't take all those big hits. And he's a guy who didn't really take big hits even when he was running because he always knew how to slide away from those big hits. But yet they still don't want him to do it. They want him to be a pocket passer. And that's what they turn most of these guys in. I, I know with all the RPOs and stuff now and, you know, all that's changing. But we're also seeing some of those defenses starting to catch up to those RPOs now. Uh, look at what the Rams have you know done. Well, not on Sunday, but – you know, in the weeks, three, four weeks previous, you know, they've been shut down by defenses because they took the big play away from them and, and they kept everything in front of them. And, and it really put a, a hurting on their offense. So, you know, all these new scheme offenses, defenses are going to start to catch up to that as well. So, you know, running quarterbacks, they have to learn to pass in the NFL to become good, solid quarterbacks that last for 10, 15 years. Oh, great. Agreed. And I think you brought up a great point about uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, get down. Get down. Some of these quarterbacks seem to, they think they're Superman. And they don't really expect yeah. You get hit. That was the well, game they with the see Cowboys. Cam Newton. They see Cam Newton doing it, you know, did it all those years. And But Cam Newton is such a huge guy that, you know, most times he's bigger than the guy that's hitting him. Yeah, Cam Newton and Ben Roethlisberger, as you said, they're bigger guys. They can take that kind of – and even they really can't take the kind of beating. You've seen Cam now been beat up, have the concussion problems this year, the shoulder. Ben has had a, a million injuries every year. Uh, if I'm, I don't want my quarterback taking a hit. Slide. Slide, damn it. You know, uh, I'll give up the extra yard or two. Get down there. Deshaun Watson in that Cowboy game on Sunday night. I thought the Houston Texans were trying to get him killed. Really just trying to – I mean, he kept – he kept going at the Jalen Smith, which is just idiotic, as you mentioned. Jalen's a big, big man who can run as fast as you can. Get down. Never understand yeah. that. I do. I do not want my quarterback get, getting hit whatsoever here. Uh, no, thank you, because it's a, it's such a big, big part of the game. And uh, you know, some teams have a decent backup. Most don't. Your backup comes in, you're generally screwed, and uh, your season goes down with tubes real quick here. Uh, it's 7 nothing Indianapolis. Uh, in the, Andrew Luck threw a touchdown pass that I didn't see who. Dontrell Inman. So, uh, Dontrell Inman. So there you go. Uh, Colts lead 7 nothing. Here is 6.30 left in the first quarter. Uh, Titans currently have the ball first and about five at their uh, own 25-yard line here. So we'll be back. Jim Day, Fantasy Tass. I'm George Kurtz filling in for Scott Engel on Fantasy Football Rewind. Jim and George will be back right after this.
Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. And we're back. Fantasy Football Rewind. Jim Day, the Fantasy Taz, and I'm George Kurtz. No cute little nickname for me. I'm not the king. I'm not Fantasy Taz or the Fantasy Executive. I'm just George. That's it. At the game, just got a gut feeling? No problem. Now you can bet from anywhere. Anytime with the all-new MyBookie mobile betting platform. With MyBookie mobile platform, you'll enjoy the safety and convenience of at-home betting when you're on the go. Try it out today and you'll never miss another winning bet. Head on over to mybookie.ag and open an account with the promo code FNTSY and mybookie will match your deposit up to $1,000. Yes, that's right, up to $1,000. That's mybookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. Jim, you are, are you a big gambler? No, I am not, except for poker. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm a big poker guy as well. Uh, I don't. I don't mind play, uh, placing. I'm not Gabriel Morenci or Cam Stewart. I'm not. <laughs> Certainly not even close to that. But uh, I, I did put money on tonight's game. You know, nothing that's going to break me or anything like that. Uh, Fifty bucks. Because uh, I was a big believer in the Colts. That's the only time I really do bet is when I have a uh, a pretty good feeling <laughs> that a game's going to go a certain way. Obviously, it's the way most people should be. I don't need to put money on a game just for the sake of putting money on a game or because I. Want some action so I can watch the game and have something of rooting interest? No, I like the game, even if I don't. I'm still watching here. But uh, I love poker. God, I love poker. I'm. Uh, what's your favorite kind? Texas? Uh, actually, I like uh, Omaha. Omaha? Uh, just uh, high yeah. or high-low? Uh, it, it doesn't matter to me. I'll, I'll play any any game. Look, I, I play Texas Hold'em just because that's the hottest game going. But I like all forms of poker. But if I really had to pick a favorite, it would be Omaha. The strategy to it is immense. I love getting, you know, about once uh, every couple of months, I'll get together with my friends, my brother, and we, uh, you know, it's about six to eight of us. We'll have a poker night. And, it's, you know, dealer's choice. So you play a whole, a whole bunch of games. People are making crap up, you know, with wild cards and stuff like that. But it's fun. <laughs> I, I just love it. I baseball, night love baseball, it. all yes. crazy games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Loho Chicago. I don't even know where guys are coming up with these names, but it's it's just fun. It's just fun. Uh, and I, I enjoy playing. So uh, probably well, I, I just that was one of my had a game with my whole family. Uh, I had my whole family here for Christmas last Wednesday. And we all, when we all get together, we all play poker because we all like it. But we play shot poker. And what that means is every, every time you fold uh, on the turn or the river, you have to do a shot. <laughs> That's interesting. That's very interesting, actually. Uh, my family does the, uh, well, we don't play shot poker, but that's how we end our family get-togethers. 
<laughs> we have a poker game, so when you lose, you're out of here. You know, you're allowed to go home here. So uh, it's what we do, and it's a, uh, I say, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy playing. I've uh, played in a, a lot of tournaments here, but um, New England Patriots, Jim, Tom Brady. All right, now they got the second seed, so they got their bye week. This uh, they don't have to worry about playing this week. They'll get their two weeks off. Tom Brady and Gronk. Uh, I, 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 we're gonna play projections again. Is Tom Brady an automatic top twelve quarterback for you next year? And if he is, let's say once again round ten, round eleven, whenever you're drafting, whenever you want to draft the quarterback, Tom Brady's there. Are you taking him? Are you are, do you feel comfortable in taking him? No, probably not. Uh, I'm just yeah, I didn't like what I seen out of him this year. Um, you know, it just too much inconsistency from him from him, which is something you know he never really was before he was always Mr. Consistency this year. Not so much Uh, too many missed passes, just errant, not where they needed to be too many passes that were supposed to be deep balls that were coming up short consistently. Um, You know, and uh, yeah, no, I think I, I don't know. He he sounds like he wants to come back and play some more and, you know, he'll always be a name and because the name is there, people will draft him. So, um, you know, people will draft him probably before I want to draft him, which means he probably will not be on many of my teams. Um, I'm with you there as well. I'm not taking him. Uh, speaking of your teams, I know you play in a lot of leagues. I'm not going to ask you how many. Uh, but I will ask you, give me a uh, percentage. I know I promised no math. I lied. Give me a percentage of your leagues that actually counted today for one reason or another. Zero. Zero, no, not I'll, one. Okay, wait, no, wait, no, wait. I can't say that. The best ball leagues all go to week 17. Um, That's true. So, you know, I, most of my leagues this year were best ball. I think there was 151 best ball leagues. So they all counted today. Okay. So, but you had, no, as far as traditional leagues, you had none that no, uh, count yeah, week 17. None. Weeks. I don't play a traditional league that plays in week 17. I just don't do no. it. I, I didn't either, by the way. I'm just, uh, I know some people did. Uh, whether they, Maybe it's a combo of counting week 16 and week 17. I even know a couple of these. I just count week 17 as the final, which I think is just suicidal. Uh, Ooh, we got, I haven't done that. We got, we got new more more big news. The Jets oh, just no. fired Todd Bowles. Nah, Number two we knew is that was coming door. too. Happy New yeah, Year, guys. They they usually wait until uh, they usually wait until uh, the Monday afterwards. But Black I guess they Monday. just didn't want to wait. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess in, you know, in hey, some it's ways, like Black, Black Friday. Everybody started doing it on Thursday because Black Friday was Black Friday. Well, same thing here. You got to push it up a day so you get the news. I wonder if we're hearing it also because of tomorrow's New Year's Eve, and maybe they don't want to do it on New Year's Eve. And like, like that holiday's not already ruined. Uh, I guess that could be a part of it as well. Yeah, but yeah, Todd Bowles is gone. Cutter's gone. I would assume uh, Gase could be gone in Miami. Uh, Green Bay's already looking for a new head coach. I, mean, we can do I think Rivera is going to stay in Carolina. Uh, Cutter, we said Cleveland's gone probably going to be looking for a new head coach. Has already talked that they don't want to bring Greg Williams in as the full-time head coach. No, I don't like Greg Williams. You know, I think he's a jerk. But if if you're a Cleveland, don't you have to seriously consider about keeping him? Uh, you know, I would. I, I think he's a good coach. I, I, you know, he's done what they wanted him to do. I mean, he, uh, you know, they, they're five and three since he took over. You know, not not terrible by their standards at all. And even today was a, a close game. Sunday's game was a close game for them. So you know, he's had, he's done well for them. You know, I just think they want to get a young offensive mind in there to work with the young quarterback. 
And that and listen, I have no problem with that. No problem because I think you've always said the key there. You got to work with Baker Mayfield, as I said, quarterback driven league. I don't have an issue with that. But man, for as bad as Cleveland's been, you know, one in whatever, 31 the past two seasons, to get rid of Greg Williams, who's was successful. You mentioned five and three, and the loss has been generally close. I'd have a tough time uh, keeping him. Are you surprised that Doug Marone is staying in Jacksonville? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I am very surprised that they, they made that decision to keep him there. Uh, I really thought that they would end up making the move on, on getting rid of him as well and just you know start over or bring Tom Coughlin down from the, uh, the shadows and put him back on the sideline. You know, it just, uh, yeah, I'm definitely surprised. Yeah, I mean, I don't like firing coaches for one bad season. You know, I'm more patient than that, but Jacksonville was a train wreck. There was a lot of crap going on there. He seemed to lose control of that team. You heard Coughlin uh, today in his statement pretty much uh, eviscerating uh, Fournette and Yeldon for whatever. I don't even know what they were doing other than having their arms folded on the bench uh, during the game. But uh, he eviscerated them for being unprofessional. So, uh, I said, a train wreck of a team this season. Uh, Vance Joseph in Denver. I assume you, well, you think he's gone. I certainly do. Would you get rid of him as well? Yeah, there's a, you know a lot of things that he didn't do well this year. Clock management, time management was you know a major one, and you know just a lot of bad decisions on his part. And, you know they got some good young players there. Maybe they need a quarterback as well. Case Keenum just didn't didn't have the season they were hoping he'd he'd give them. Uh, but uh, you know it, it just didn't really come together in any way, shape, or form. And, uh, they've already said pretty much that they're planning on moving on, so I, I think that I'm going to take them at their word. The one that's still hanging for me is Steve Wilkes, and will they give him another season, or if they're going to let him go as well? One season? I mean, I think that's crazy to give him one unless he did something where we don't know about behind the scenes, where he's just a complete moron or something like that, or he's sleeping with the you know the boss's wife or something. I don't know. I don't see how you can fire a guy at the one season. I mean, come on. He's not going to get immense talent here. I mean, there's, not, there's nothing there. The cupboard's bared. You've got to build up for a couple of years. Now you go with a new coach, new system. Maybe they think he's not good for Rosen. And they, once again, they want to get a young offensive co- coordinator in there. You know, not everyone's and, going and to be. And that's it. Why do you bring in a defensive, a defensive mind when you have a, a, a rookie quarterback? just doesn't make any sense to me. Never did. Um, I'm not, I, I like him as a coach. It, it just didn't seem like a good fit to me when you want to get a good offensive, you know, for me, if I have a, a good young quarterback that I think is going to be my franchise quarterback, I want to get him a coach that's going to know him, be able to work with him, you know, ba- basically, you know, bring him along. And, you know, you could say what you want, but Josh Rosen out of all the rookie quarterbacks is probably the one that never really took a step forward. Agreed. No argument there. I can't even, uh, I can't even debate with you just for the sake of debate. Uh, Rosen, I think was, didn't have a lot of weapons, and he lost Christian Kirk, and it just didn't work there. Uh, but I, I don't think it's fair to fire Wilkes. Uh, I'm going to try and phrase this question correctly here. I think I know if I ask you if you were GM what you would do. What will the Bengals do with Lewis? Marvin Lewis. I know. I think you assume I, you want to get you'd get rid of him, but what do you think the Bengals are going to do? Well, I don't really think it's up to the Bengals at this point. I think it's up to Lewis and whether or not he w- wants to retire. Um, you know, he's been doing this a long time, and – you know, with all the turmoil, turmoil going on in that team, and you know, I, I could see him wanting to get out. If he doesn't, if he wants to come back, I bet they keep him. He's got a long history with the team. The team seems to like him for whatever reason. Uh, I'm not sure I follow that reasoning, but they do. 
Uh, and you know, some some team some owners just don't like to move on that that often as some of these other guys do. Oh, I, I agree. You know, I think I think he's been there long enough. If not winning a plenty of playoff games, probably time to move on there and get some fresh blood. But they're they're not going to move on from. Him. They're not. By the way, end of the first quarter in Tennessee, still seven nothing Indianapolis. Uh, Colts currently have the ball, second nine on the Indian uh, on the Tennessee forty nine yard line. There. Yeah, what, what, seven what's, your, what's your thoughts on this? Yang is telling us, uh, telling me in the chat that uh, Mike McCarthy is high on the Jets list. You think McCarthy would be a good coach for the Jets? Yeah, we've heard this for about, uh, what, 10 days now, these high on the Jets list. Um, I mean, he's probably not someone I'd want, but he's going to get a job. He's an experienced head coach. I mean, but if I'm a Jets, once again, what, what, what are we saying with all these uh, young quarterbacks? Young you want quarterbacks, an offensive exactly right. <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers had all sorts of problems with him. So now you want him to go with Donald? I, I don't know. I, I don't know I if I would go it. in that direction. Yeah, I don't think I, I could I, either. <laughs> Uh, I, I couldn't do it. Look, he, psh, you, you, in today's NFL, you need somebody who's going to be up thinking, up, you know, quick in the tempo, especially you got a quarterback like Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, you know, let him get the ball in his hands as much as you can. Up, up tempo, quick tempo. Mike McCarthy could just never do that. And I, I, don't, I can't see him working well with Darnold moving forward. No, I agree with you. I'm not, I'm not going that direction. Although I do think he's going to get a job, though. Uh, if oh, not he'll this get year, a job somewhere. Year. Absolutely. Next guy, Mike Tomlin. You keeping? You moving on? Uh, I think it's time. They should move on. But, you know, I, I think a lot of that will come down to whether or not Ben is coming back. If Ben comes back, they'll probably bring, bring Tomlin back instead of trying to subject him to a whole new thing, you know, with what might be his last year in the league. You know, that kind of thing comes into play there. Uh, I, I'm not so sure. I they just had too many letdowns this year for me. Too many games that they should have won, that they had, that they didn't end up winning uh, against some teams they should have easily beaten just really took them out of it this year. That's my problem. Just what you said. I like Tom one. I like him a lot. And I, I don't think I'd fire him, but I think he's, I got to let him know this can't happen again. You know, he's on, he'd be on the hot seat. Uh, not that I would ever I, – I, I don't think I'd ever fire a coach in season. But I'd let him know, listen, you, know, you can't lose to Denver. You can't lose to Oakland. You probably should have lost to Jacksonville, too, and you got lucky there thanks to 8,000 pass interference penalties. Uh, these are games you should have won. Even today's game against Cincinnati, it was ugly. And I think that that's my issue there. Maybe – I am a believer that eventually the message gets old and the players tune you out. You know, and I think that uh, could be the problem with Tomlin here as well. But I, I like him a lot. I know as a Cowboy fan, if they would have fired him and the Cowboys were going to get rid of Garrett, uh, I would have been thrilled to get Tomlin uh, as I, I am a big believer. Talk in about him. a guy who should be gone. Holy crap, Ugh, Jason Garrett. Please. I don't, <laughs> it's, I, I don't know what, you know, it's like, God, uh, I, maybe they get blown out next week. You know, Seattle blows out Dallas, and maybe they'll, they finally move on from Garrett. But you know Jerry Jones. He wants the puppet. He wants the guy he can control, and he's got that with Garrett. He, I mean, Jerry Jones sits in on all the meetings. You know, oh, I know. Not, I know. Not, most coaches aren't going to uh, stand for that, and all, most known coaches. Bill Parcells wouldn't put up for that. Get the hell out of here. You yeah. know, that sort of thing. So it's, 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 oh, it's hard being a Cowboy fan, i got to tell you. It's, uh... That being said, a uh, question I wanted to ask you earlier. Jerry Jones, Robert Ursay. Put Daniel Snyder in this. Maybe uh, Mark Davis. 
if you had to choose one that you're playing coaching for, which one? Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I'd probably put Arce at the top of that crazy list just because you, you always know where you stand with him. It's certainly not Jones because I don't want someone, you know, pretty much putting himself into everything. Davis, oh, God. Uh, I don't know how much he interferes, but he has no clue what he's doing either. And he's all worried about Yeah, well, Vegas, that's the problem. You know? <laughs> Schneider, no thank you. Another egomaniac. I probably would go Ursay as well. At least he does seem to leave you alone. He says stupid things, does stupid things, but it's not really usually directed at you. So I, I probably agree with you there with Ursay. But uh, this, this four almost came to my head as guys I would never, ever, really, would rather not play for here, uh, if I could certainly help it. Uh, are you on board? We just saw it earlier in, the, uh, in this game, in this drive. Fourth and two, Wright goes for it. He's at the 40-yard line. I'm of the belief, Jim, uh, if I'm in plus territory and it's fourth and five or less, I'm going. I'm not punting the ball anymore. I, I don't want to punt the ball anymore. And at the very least, I'm li- on every fourth and five, probably from the 40, my 45 on, I'm lining up to go for it, see if I can draw more sides. What's the worst thing that can happen? I take a five-yard delay of game penalty? You know, maybe you'll, you'll get them to go off every now and then. But inside the 45 of theirs or inside the 40, fourth and five or less, I'm going for it. Maybe even fourth and seven or less, I'm going. Well, the fourth and seven starts pushing it. Um, fourth and five, I get, you know, anything below that. Absolutely. I agree with you. Um, you know, I, especially at that point in the field, you're not really gaining much. What are you going to end up with a 20 yard net punt? Most likely, uh, it really doesn't do you any good. Why not take the shot? And we've seen, you know, so many fourth down plays, you know, come and, and work out for you. So I would absolutely agree. The numbers I'm pretty sure say that going for the fourth is the better play. Yeah, I said, I, I just don't want to punt the ball. <laughs> uh, you mentioned 20-yard net gain doesn't mean anything here. Uh, and I just think the game has changed. Uh, unless you're in a field position game or something, you know, it's pouring rain or something like that, or two great defenses, I'm going. I'm, I'm going to trust my quarterback, assuming I have a good offense, a good quarterback. i got to put the ball. Uh, he's making a gazillion dollars. This is what he gets paid for. Um, <laughs> ball's in his hands. We'll see what he can do here. All right, we are halfway through here. Jim Day and George Kurtz. Jim, the fantasy Taz. We have a touchdown for Indianapolis before we go, and we'll get back to who scored that touchdown. (laughs) We'll get back. Jim and George, Fantasy Football Rewind, right after this.